Welcome to What's Up in Jeju, where I visit places around the island and talk about what's happening with Hashtag Daily K's host, Peter Bint. Uh, where are we going? What are we doing today for What's Up in Jeju? Right. So today we're going back, all the way back in history to even before mm-hmm. Jeju was called Jeju. Uh, we're going to the oh. time of the birth of civilization on Jeju Island, which is really the wow. beginning of Tamna Kingdom, right? We we you've heard okay. of Tamna, right? Tamna guk, right, is mm-hmm. what it's sometimes referred to. Yes. When I first heard it, I thought it was a type of soup in Korea, mm-hmm. something guk, but the guk <laughs> meaning country right, right right i don't think there is a tamna soup out there <laughs> no, yet. i don't think so i don't think so. although maybe that that may be a good idea hmm marketing a jeju soup yeah 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 <laughs> um however we won't be going on this ride today in any scientifically measured way and i know peter you're you're a ah. bit of a science guy right <laughs> <laughs> no i love the story of the lady who was a mountain yeah. and didn't like bits of jeju like yeah. fall, fall off of her or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. or fell through her skirt her tattered her okay, apron there we go yeah uh, so this may seem like a sort of a letdown to all you science people out there but i still believe it's really fascinating all the same because you get kind of like a window into uh the history of jeju people and of of how they Mm. thought and and like their thinking and then where their their heart and their soul was right we we Mm. love stories don't we as a human race yeah we do i I don't think we need to be too sciencey Oh, nice, because today we're not doing anything related to science. Well, well, maybe a tad bit, a little bit. But today, we'll be visiting the birthplace of Tamna Kuk, or the Kingdom of Tamna, which was the name of Jeju Island before it was Jeju Island. So we are going to Mm -hmm. visit this place, but we're going to visit it and look at it through the lens of mythology and legend and lore. So that's going to be really cool. Oh, so... The birthplace of Jeju mm-hmm. Island, like, uh, or Tamdagu, like physically. So yes. I don't get it. How can there be a place if it wasn't even born yet? Okay, I'm getting too sciencey already, yes. but that doesn't make much sense. Is, is this said to be like the starting point of the island? Yes, yes, exactly. This oh. is a specific place. It is uh, now considered a sacred place, and it was back in the day too on the island. That's said to be the birthplace of the island of civilization civilization and that place is called Samsung Hyal. You've heard of it, Peter? Samsung Hyal. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. I have not. Like Samsung don't get confused, you know, mm-hmm. there are places called Samsung, not yeah. just the electronics firm. Right, right. Hyal that that reminds me of like I uh, probably completely wrong but like blood or or veins or something yeah i thought it so. almost makes me feel that way right i thought so too but apparently it just means whole <laughs> oh that's a bit <laughs> underwhelming <laughs> or maybe it has something to do with like uh because yeah right veins veins i don't know mm-hmm. maybe something like that somebody out there who's okay more knowledgeable can let us know but i visited the site samsung here i had a really long and very pleasant interview with the hesersa at the site or the commentator his name was mr kim Wonsoon. he was very knowledgeable very helpful but to describe we got a photo of it right oh yeah yeah Wow. Oh, that looks very sacred. Yeah. Not that I'm a good judge of sacred things, but it looks a little bit like a mini Stonehenge almost. With yeah, those right. vertical 
what are they? Stone? Stones, yeah, stone columns, just kind of tiny ones. Um, but this okay. whole Samsung Hyo Shrine, it's called now, is like a, it's kind of like a, um, like a park area. Uh, but this is the mm-hmm. Samsung Hyo, the three holes that we're going to be talking about uh, today. So to kind of describe what this place is, it's a, it's now a designated and protected historic site, and it's also said to mm-hmm. be the oldest. Uh, cultural historic site that's protected by Korea. Um, so we all know, right? Wow. Jeju is a volcanic island, and we've talked about it before, mm. but we have a lot of lava tubes kind of snaking around underground. And mm. it just so happens that three of them opens up into three holes in the ground, all of which are just within a few meters of each other in the middle of like a small grassy Uh, field. And that's the picture that you saw. That's quite rare. Yeah, it's quite rare. It's very rare to see something like that, right? And you have three placed in uh, together, so it kind of looks like a triangle. But this Mm. um, is believed, this place is believed traditionally by Jeju people that these tunnels were mystical in nature and they actually led to the realm of the gods and the whole site was believed to be sacred so it was traditionally considered one of the most if not the most holy site on the island and it wasn't just the islanders who thought so its sacredness was also recognized by the by a king back in 1526 uh a king had built uh, like a red gate and an altar. And I have a video of our commentator, our Hezolsa, uh, kind of describing what that is. All right, let's check it out. Oh, so there's a very important entrance to this place. Right. Um, Prior to the entrance being erected by the king, by order of the king, um, it it was considered a sacred site by the Jeju people, but its it's kind of uh, nature, like its sacred nature, was also recognized by the governor of Jeju at the time. Um, And then he Mm. had petitioned to the king to build this, and and it could only be built... But if if the king uh, granted it, right? So the king said okay. Oh. So like at the very top, right? It was it was considered uh, to be a very sacred site. So this red gate was erected, and this what it signifies is that when you enter the red gate, it you're entering into uh, like a very a uh, uh, place of reverence, right? So as you're mm. as you enter in Confucianism, when you see this red gate, Mr. Kim was saying, uh, you place your hands on your heart, you give a bow, and then you take a moment uh-huh. to kind of. Um, your he says. So, kind of just uh, put your heart and mind and and spirit in in a reverent and still place, and and that's how you enter. Oh. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. in in part two, we are going to go over the legend, the story of how everything came to be, um, and we'll get into the details. But first, I'm going to let Mr. Kem tell you, kind of in a nutshell, of the legendary tale of the right. three hermits. Here we go. 
삼성열의 4,300년 전에 삼신인, 세 신인이 혈에서 동시에 용출을 해서 이 땅에서 털을 잡고 살아가는데 처음에 용출했을 때에는 한라산을 왕래하면서 사냥을 하는 수렵 생활을 시작을 합니다. 음. 네, 그러다가 어느 날 어, 커다란 목함이 하나 들어오는 것을 발견을 하고는 한 걸음에 달려가서 보니까 거기 세 여자분, 공주가 세 분이 탔고 어. 그 다음에 송아지, 망아지가 다 배에서 내리고 음. 오곡 종자를 가지고 왔습니다. 음. Oh, an interesting story. Three hermits, three mm-hmm. holes. I see right. a pattern here. Yes, yes. So first of all, the word Samsonghyeol literally means the holes of the three clans. And so this is the story oh. of the birth of the kingdom of Tamna. And it starts about 4,300 years ago, according to legend. So when Jeju wow. was still a wild and uninhabited land, Three demigods traveled up through these holes of Samsonghyeol, one god rising from mm-hmm. each cave. And they were all, they all had different names. They were brothers, but they all had different names. One was named Ko, one was named Yang, mm-hmm. and the third was named Pu. So interestingly, okay. back to real life here, scholars and historians say that these three surnames, Ko, Yang, and Pu, originate from Jeju Island. So if any of you out oh. there, yeah, have any one of these last names, you may likely, most yeah. likely, be able to track your ancestry to Jeju. Isn't that cool? I know someone quite well. Mm-hmm. My wife has the surname Go. Oh. And so, yeah, she, uh, her family, yeah. well, it's a bit complicated because her father came down from North Korea, you know, during the Korean War. But mm-hmm. because they are Koshi, they, they know they are from Jeju originally. Right, and right. he loves my father-in-law, Jeju, and wants to move there and all sorts. I didn't know there were other names. I thought it was just Go, but Yang and Bu. Yes. Bu is a very rare yes. surname here. Right. I've only met a couple of people with the last name Bu. Both of them I've met in, in Je- here in Jeju. But yeah, it's true. Oh, Ko, Yang, okay. and Bu. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so these men, these three men emerged from these caves or, or these uh, holes, and they lived on the island together uh, hunting and foraging for food. That's how they survived. It, the story goes that they wore mm. leather, the um, animal skins for clothing, and their the main way that they got food was hunting and foraging. They were hunter-gatherers, basically. Nice. So one day, in the distance, out in the sea, they saw a great ship approaching the eastern coast of the island. So, and then they sought uh-huh. anchor along the eastern shore just south of Songsan Ilchulbong, which is Sunrise Peak. And today this area is called Yeonhonpo. And I do have a picture of that. Uh, wow. Okay. So this is where they saw that great ship yes. coming in. I think in the distance on the left is Songsan yes. Ilchulbong. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So they were curious, right? Obviously, they'd be curious. So they approached the ship to see mm. what and who it was. And to their great surprise, after it docked on the shore, three beautiful princesses from the kingdom of Pyongnak disembarked from it. Um, I'm not sure. What a what, coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> what what uh, the kingdom of Pyongnak is, but I think it's like a heavenly spiritual kingdom. 
I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they were sent, wow. the princesses. I've not heard of it either. <laughs> yeah. The princesses were sent by the emperor of Pyongnak to marry the three men and to help them cultivate the island. As their wedding gifts, the emperor sent a chest full of five types of grains and some livestock. And with these grains and with the help of the livestock, agriculture was birthed on the island. According to legend, this was when oh. Jeju people went from being hunter-gatherers to farmers to developing agriculture. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's their kind of origin story, the way they understand their progress yes. as as a race of people right, right. on Jeju. That, that is so cool. Yeah, being an island, it is great that they incorporate the sea and, and a boat coming in there as mm-hmm. well. Where to next, Angel? Right. So we're going to get into some more details, <clears throat> excuse me, of the story. But before I tell you guys about it, I'm going to let Mr. Kim get into some of the details first. Okay, here we go. This is a fun story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it, it just keeps on going. <laughs> so after these three <laughs> demigods uh, meet these three beautiful fairy princesses, they were obviously, I would think, in a rush to get married. Right. <laughs> That's what they were there for. They wanted to get married. So. Yes. So they brought their fiancés just a couple kilometers down the road because, remember, they met them at where, um, what was it called? Yeonhunpo? <laughs> South of Songsan Yuchibo? On the coast, right? On the coast, yeah. right. So just a little, like two kilometers, about two kilometers inland, there was a little a pond there. And this pond is now called Honinji. And Honinji is a natural pond. Now, remember, natural ponds that are permanent. It's a permanent natural pond. But these are really rarely Uh rare in Jeju because the land, our land is so rocky, the soil. So everything usually just drains out. But Honinji, because of the nature of the pond, it was said to have been really sacred. So the three gods... Was that the hole that he was showing us? No, this is a totally different... Oh, oh, that hole. No, Uh that's a cave. We've got it in the photo. Okie dokie. Yeah. So the photo number three is the pond. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. Uh, By the way, if you're ever in Jeju around June when the hydrangeas are in bloom, you just, I highly, highly recommend you visit this site just for the flowers. It's it's just really stunning. Wow. Yeah. So to continue on, it's said that they were married at this location, but before uh, the tradition... I don't know if it's just Korean tradition or if it was back in that day. But the day before you get married, you mm. have to get clean. <laughs> you have to wash your body. Okay. You have to bathe. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So That's nice. They use this pond to bathe before their wedding ceremony. Uh, and then they got married mm. at 
at this site, at this location. After okay. at the pond. At the pond, right. And then after they got married, they went just uh I believe it's like a, about a hundred meters, not too far from the uh mm-hmm. from the pond is a cave. And I have an image of that too. This cave is called Shinbangul. Oh, I don't know if I was a newlywed bride that I'd be particularly yeah. <laughs> enticed by this. It looks like a dark hole in the ground. It is. It is a dark hole in the ground. <laughs> but <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, but you can actually go inside. So if you ever visit Honinji, wow. that area. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can <gasps> go inside because if when you do step inside, so this is how the story goes. This is a cave, but when you enter the cave, you'll notice there are three separate chambers like three separate enclosed oh. areas. And it said that these three chambers were the bridal chambers of the three couples. And that's where they spent the wow. the night, yeah, and where they consummated their marriage. Wow, amazing in, in this cave. And you can get, it looks pretty small, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing you can you can fit in there if the princesses could fit in there. Yeah, I act, I've actually been in, although I do remember, I think when I went in, there were steps. So this may be an old picture. I just found this on a on another okay. website. But um, yeah, you could go in and you can see the three chambers there. Lovely. Is it, is it relatively spacious or is it literally little nooks inside a, a small y- cave yeah it's pretty tight <laughs> <laughs> okay and then there was an interesting story of of how they're going to decide where to live right so now the koyangbu men are married and they can't just be wild hunter foragers anymore with no like land boundaries now they have a family mm. right so they just decided that they need to have designated land for each of them so what they decided to do was to climb up the sa- side of mount halasan to the top of a large hill they would each shoot an uh-huh. arrow from the peak of this hill and wherever their arrow landed that's the land that they would claim so this hilltop is wow. Now called Sashi Tang Ulak. I hope I said that right. And that's for, you know, to memorialize <laughs> this moment. So they shot their arrows into the sky, and where they and where their arrows landed, it was called uh Ilto Ido Samdo. That was the names, those were the names of their land. Oh, they just randomly got those those bits apportioned to them, having fired those arrows in the air. Right. And they hit so when their arrows landed, their arrows landed and hit stones uh, and the three stones that they uh-huh. hit were considered also sacred by the Jeju people and they were enshrined those stones are called samsasok so i mean this whole story is is completely has been completely memorialized wow and so you can see if you noticed in the pictures there seem to be like these little signposts on boulders or rock in mm-hmm. front of each of those areas, I guess denoting how important it is. Right, exactly. So now fast forward many years as the island began to become uh, populated, they realized they had need for a single ruler, like a single king. So one of the three gods mm. who had an exceptional talent and skill for agriculture, he was chosen to be the first king of Tamna. Oh, one mm-hmm. of the three. It seems, I don't know if there were any gory, gruesome details behind it, but it seems like, I don't know, they all got on and there was no tragedy here. I like this origin story and fairy tale. No bloodshed. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was one of the points that uh, the the Hezosa, the commentary teacher, he, he told me was that this story was um, is a peaceful story. And so one of the one mm. of the things that it teaches Teju people is to uh, to carry out life in peace. So they could have easily fought 
to be the leader of this kingdom of this new kingdom right but they didn't they it was almost like a democracy right they just voted for whoever was the the best uh at doing agriculture which was to help everybody stay alive right and and to survive i like it yeah What's Up in Jeju is supported by JDC, which is creating a free international city that resembles nature, embraces the future, and reaches the world. Arirang Radio.